listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, episode 169. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with world record holder swimmer Angel Moore to talk about her most recent feat, the World Triple Crown in the English Channel, and her mindset about what it takes to complete these amazing accomplishments at such a young age. Angel shares how her constant desire to do something leads her always taking on new challenges and setting a concrete plan to make it happen. If you want to know more about the mindset and goal setting that it takes to accomplish such world-class feats, this is a must-listen episode. Are you ready to raise your game? 2021 is the year to increase your performance on and off the field. The Athlete's Edge Journal was designed to cultivate self-confidence and mental resilience through the power of sports psychology. Whether you are a professional athlete, a former college athlete, or have aspirations of greatness in the future, this journal is for you. Visit winthementalgame.com and use the promo code GRANTPAR20 to receive a 20% discount at checkout. Act now to take your mental game to the next level. What if you could rapidly accelerate your team's performance and skill acquisition just minutes before practice or game? NeuroTrainer triggers high-performance states with virtual reality brain training that can be deployed in the gym or at home. In just eight minutes, your team will be more focused and ready for whatever you or the game throws at them. Visit NeuroTrainer.com to schedule your demo and get your team locked in. Hi, Angel. How are you? I'm doing good, Grant. Thank you so much for having me. Man, it's uh, it seems like I, I, I just spoke to you last year when you were on my show, but it's been a few years. Uh, not only have you um, grown into a woman and you've done incredible things since then, I mean, you were doing incredible things before that, but I'm having you on my show today to talk about your biggest, your most recent feats, which is the World Triple Crown, Swimming the English Channel. Uh, you've done a couple of things before that in the last year or so too. So you've been really busy during the pandemic. Uh, now that you're at UCLA, um, a lot of a lot of transition, a lot of changes, a lot of great things. And I'm going to share today. I'm going to share not only your experience on the triple, the world triple crown, but just want to share today your mindset, like what it takes, like for an 18 year old to complete all these goals that you've done. And it's just, it's just amazing. And I'm. I'm just so honored to have you on my show today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk about this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we get into the World Triple Crown, because you just completed that last week, I want to talk about goals, kind of set the stage. I usually talk about mental toughness, but because at the age of 18, all the goals that you've actually completed, seriously, from an athletic standpoint, you've completed more goals in your first 18 years of life than most people have in their whole life. So when you think about goals, like, I know this is a very broad question. What does that mean? Like, what, what do goals mean to you? Like, what, what does it look like to design a goal and complete a goal? Um, that's a good question. I, I am someone who just kind of wants to do everything. I like constantly, whenever I see something happening or I hear about something, I'm like, I need to do that. Um, I started open water swimming in 2014 with the, my first goal being to swim from Alcatraz Island to shore. And since then, 
uh, every time I hear about a swim, I, I like look it up and I see what would it take. And then I go ahead and put it in my, my notes of when I can do it. Um, interestingly enough, my age has actually been kind of a way for me to know what I can do and what I can't, not because of my own physical, um, capability, but more because like for the English channel, for example, I, you have to be 16 to do that. So I had to wait to do that swim mm-hmm. or, um, there's another swim, the Fairland Islands. So you have to be 18 to do that swim. So that kind of helps me know like, okay, so I can move that to the future or I can move like the, the swim earlier. Um, so that's kind of the first thing is just like knowing just the actual limits that I have, um, not because of myself, but because of the swim itself. And then after that, it just comes to like planning the swim and um, and then just doing the swim. Do you ever, when you think about when you're creating these goals, is any, like, and we're going to get into a little bit of like fear and how to manage those, those thoughts and those emotions, especially with what you just completed last week. But like when you're like thinking about, you know, the things that you've done, like the triple crown, California triple crown, the Tahoe triple crown, now you did the world triple crown. You climb, you know, Mount Kimiljaro, like before you do these things and you're setting out those goals, do you ever like, did any fear come in? Like, like the one, of, like the future-based thinking of what if, like, what if I don't do this? What if I don't, you know, does any of that stuff come up for you? I think when I was younger, uh, when I first started, it was pretty daunting. I would be like, oh my God, like I have to go swim 12 miles. Am I going to be able to do that? But now that I've done the swims, I don't really get much doubt. That I'm not going to finish because when I go into some, I'm, I kind of have the mindset that I'm the only way I'm getting out of the water is if I'm walking out myself mm-hmm. at the other side. So for me, it's it like setting these swims has been, has gotten much less stressful over the time as I've proven to myself that I can do the swims. Um, yeah. Like when I, when I, for the English channel, a lot of people were asking me like, are you nervous? And, and I was obviously I had the jitters beforehand, but overall I wouldn't say I was like very nervous. I was just nervous about the swim happening because of um the weather. It you never know if the swim itself will happen. So I was just like praying on Mother Nature for the swim to happen. But besides that, I feel pretty confident in my abilities to the swim that fear has kind of slowly drifted away. Oh, that's awesome. Now, especially with last week. Uh, with the world triple crown when you think about like the nerves and being a little anxious do sometimes you is can you say are you are you more excited than you are nervous at times or it just depends on kind of like if the weather or some of the aspects you have to deal with so something I have to do before the swim and during the swim is think about the amount of time I'm going to be in the water because it's a it's a long time to be in it so my English channel swim was um, almost four and a half hours, 14 and a half hours. So I always have, to, I get pretty anxious about being in the water that long. And I think like, what am I going to think about? Am I going to get bored? Um, am I, am I going to feel like, how am I going to feel being in the water for that long? So it's mainly me just like trying to split up the swims in different sections. Um, thinking of how I can, if it comes during the swim that I have thoughts of like, I can't finish this. Um, how I can deal with that. Um, so just mentally preparing myself for the swim itself. Is that answering your question? Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, and I, I, getting into it, you know, 
into that, what you completed, um, which is amazing. I mean, for people, and I'm going to have you kind of explain a little bit more, but I want people to understand that that Angel actually swum from England to France. I mean, when you think about that, and when you think about it on the map, it doesn't seem too far apart, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you're in the water, it does. Mm-hmm. So, so share, uh, share a little bit about just kind of the swim itself, the world triple crown. And then, uh, you know, when you talk about the preparation of it, it's, it's that yes, there is mental preparation, but there's all these other aspects that you, you and your team have to kind of manage and, right. you know, and, and coordinate. So share, share with my listeners a little bit about that. So the world triple crown is comprised of three different swims. It's the first one is from Catalina channel to shore or kind of the first swim is from Catalina Island to shore. And that's a 21 mile swim. And the other swim is around Manhattan Island, which is a 28 mile swim. And the final one is the English channel, which is from England to France. A It's generally 20 miles because um, if you just go straight, but with current, it, you can be pushed around. So I swam around 28 miles because um, I, I kept getting pushed around. So this English Channel swim, you start um, on England and you, you start at 4.30 a.m. And you just launch off the beach and you swim until you get to the other side, which is France. Um and it's so nice when you get to France because the beach is beautiful compared to the English beach, which is, is pebbles. And it's very dark, too, because you're starting so early. Mm. Um, for all of these swims, there are rules. So you can't touch anything. You can't have a wetsuit. You can't have anything except for yourself in the water. So no GPS watches. Um, can't get towed ever. Unfortunately, you have to do a swim yourself. Um, every 30 minutes, though, you are you, you're able to get food if you want or any type of nutrition. So every 30 minutes, I have water um, or juice, water, electrolytes um, thrown to me. I can consume it and then I throw it back on the boat and then I keep swimming. But because of the currents, you generally have very, it has to be very quick, like 30 seconds to just drink whatever I need and then keep going. Um, and so for this swim, I was, um, I didn't know exactly what to expect about the, the weather or how the water would feel. Um, I just was thinking it's going to be gray. Like I just, that's the only thing I thought. And I was correct. When I was in the water, the water was gray. The sky was gray. It was very, the water was pretty choppy. Um, and the only time I really saw like the sun was at the end when it was a it was setting when there was a sunset it was very pretty because it was a sunset on a french beach um, so it's a nice place to end the swim awesome and you're and you're in the water for 14 half hours the whole time but with breaks you yeah you're completely in the water the whole time um and then even during the breaks you're in the water wow and and i know you know we're going to direct people to you know, to your website and your social media. So they're going to see pictures. So I know we talked about this on the last uh, episode. You put all this white stuff all over your body. So, um, but you don't see a lot of people doing that, but dealing with all the, you know, the the thermal, the cold and the weather, share with everyone, like, what is, what is all that white stuff that you put on your body? So the white stuff is diaper rash cream. It smells very bad. Um, The reason I put it on myself is because I, 
use it to protect myself from the sun since I'm outside for so many hours. It does not provide any thermal protection or any protection from um, if there were jellyfish or any other thing in the water, it would not mm -hmm. provide protection for that. And it's actually, you're not allowed to wear anything that would provide protection from jellyfish things. Um, okay, wait, actually that's wrong. I'm going to redo that. Um, the, the, the diaper rash cream does not protect you from the, from jellyfish things um, or any other thing that might be in the water, but I do like to have it because it gives me a reassurance that I'm not, I have a layer of protection. Got it. Got it. So, I mean, there's so many things that you have to plan for this and and I and I'm I want us I want you to take me to like the morning of the moment before you started in the middle like I really want to I want to capture the the whole experience of what you completed last week. But when you before we get into that, you know, when we talk about confidence in anything, it's about your preparation. Um, and you've done so many swims, you've competed in so many things. So how different was this preparation, like physically, mentally, emotionally, for this compared to the other? swims you did so the english channel swim was the first swim that i knew of that was this really big swim i heard about it when i did that when i did the alcatraz swim and so i've known about it for a really long time i came to england five years ago and i did a practice swim in the english channel and since then i've been wanting to do this swim. so it's been it's been cooking for a while to have the to do the swim you need to book a date with a pilot, a, a boat pilot. And generally you book those two years in advance. Mm -hmm. So in 2017, I was going to book a swim for 2019. Um, but then during 2019, I was busy with something because of school. And then 2020 was the pandemic. So it kept getting pushed until this year, 2020. And I, so I was like, I, this swim has been coming for a really long time um, that when it came to September 2021, I was like, wow, it's been a while. And I was very ready for the swim um, just because that's been on my mind for so many years. And then you also asked about the, a preparation for it. Yeah. So I, to prepare for my swims, I do a mix of pool training and ocean water training. Um, but because of the pandemic, it's been pretty difficult to find a pool to go to. Um, or if I find a pool, there's there's limits on how long you can swim for. They say like you can swim for 30 minutes, you can swim for 45 minutes, but you can't swim for longer. Um, and then going to the um, ocean, it's obviously much easier. There's no one saying you can't go swim, but I usually go swim. And then there's a facility for you to shower and like change afterwards. But because of the pandemic, that was closed, so that made the process of going and swimming more difficult. So training for the English Channel was definitely much different than training for my other sims because there was so many different obstacles that I had to face. But I, I would, I kept trying to find different ways to go. I found different places. And so I was eventually able to get somewhat of a consistent training regiment. And, um, and I also use other swims to train for bigger swims. So I used I swam two swims in Lake Tahoe this year, and those were part of that was part of the training for my swim in England. And I really like doing that because 
I feel like I'm able to check off other swims while also using those swims to help me with um, bigger swims. So the two swims I did in Lake Tahoe were the width and the Viking. So the width is just straight across Tahoe and the Viking is more of a diagonal swim. Mm. Um, and I did those back to back. I did the width first on a Saturday and then the Viking on a Sunday. And the reason I did, wanted to plan it that way is because the width is a 10 mile swim and the Viking's a 12 mile swim. So if I'm able to do them the day after each other, I would feel a lot more comfortable doing a 22 mile swim um, right away. And that would be good training for the English channel. Wow. You're amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, I would say like, I want to say that's crazy. That's nuts, but it's, it's actually, it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, when you think about the environments of swimming, especially when you use like Tahoe, um, obviously you and I were, we're from California. So we definitely know, uh, you know, Tahoe probably more intimate than I do because you, you swim it a few times. But when you think about Tahoe, I can see it being a great practice training ground, but it's coldest. It's cold. Uh, is it more colder than the ocean? So, um, Lakes and oceans are very different waters to swim in because oceans have salt in it. And so you, when you're in the ocean, you're more buoyant um, mm. versus being in a lake. It's more like being in a pool because you don't have that salt to keep you up. Um, so it is very good training because if you switch over from a lake to an ocean, you'll feel much faster in the ocean. Um, another thing is Lake Tahoe is at an elevation. Um, so mm -hmm. because of that, once again, really good training because if you're able to swim in Lake Tahoe, you're able to swim anywhere. Um, the Lake Tahoe, actually, for me, I really like the temperature of the water. Uh, when I did my really long swim there, the length of it, it was pretty warm. It was in the six, it was 65. Um, and then the swim I did more recently was in the 60s which mm. is similar to the San Francisco Bay. The San Francisco Bay is around six, low 60s. So I felt pretty comfortable in the water. I actually, um, the way I'm able to understand how my body feels is if I need a warm feed. And so what that is, is when I'm swimming every 30 minutes, I get those, the, the electrolytes, the electrolyte juices. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I need to, I'll ask for a hot water feed. And so that would be like hot water mixed with electrolytes. Um, and the amount of times I asked for that, I know like, okay, this one was colder for me because I asked for it maybe three times versus mm. a swim where I didn't ask for it at all. So in Lake Tahoe, I really ask for hot feeds because I feel pretty warm in the water. Wow. And it's, it's so cool because now as you're doing more swims, you're getting older Yes, you're getting more mature. You're learning. I call it intelligence. You're gaining more intelligence about about your body and about how you actually perform these environments, and it's incredible. Um, I know that we talked about this in the past. We're going to talk about a little bit about fear, especially with the English Channel. But I remember back in the day, especially when we were talking about Catalina and also in, in San Francisco Bay. Um, yes, it can be really crazy with the uh, conditions and and you know the cold, but there's also a lot of sharks. So when you're in, when you're in Tahoe, obviously there's no sharks. So does it allow you to build confidence where you don't have to worry about that extra little dynamic you have to think about in the back of your head? And then did you have to think about sharks at all when you were in the English channel? Okay. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I 
when I was younger, I was very, very scared about wildlife and just like what is in the ocean. I don't even know. Um, so when I swam, I would close my eyes when looking in the water. Like I would only open my eyes when I breathe. And to this day, I still do that. I, whenever I'm looking down in the water, I close my eyes. Um, and I think now I've grown out of the fear because I've never had a interact like a crazy interaction with an animal, but I still kind of use it as my like safeguard and it's just a habit now. Um, and when I close my eyes, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss. I don't, if I don't say anything, I don't, I act like there's nothing in the water. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm able to do that because I do have a boat with a crew next to me. So if there is a shark or if there's jellyfish, if, if there's anything in the water, they'll be able to see it before I do because they're at a higher elevation. Yeah. Um, so even if I did keep my eyes open, it's, um, it's more likely that they'll see um, the wildlife. For the English Channel, it's more likely that you'll come across jellyfish than you'll come across a shark or some other wildlife. Um, I luckily didn't come across anything. And, but it is nice that in Lake Tahoe though, I know for a fact there's like really nothing in the water. Right. Um, and the water is very pretty. So sometimes I do keep my eyes open when swimming. Got it. All right. Let's, let's, let's get into this whole experience last week. So I always, I always like to talk about the night before, cause that's typically the night before. It's different for all athletes. Sometimes it's a week. Um, maybe it's a couple of days. They start getting their mind right and start getting things going um, mentally prepared. But for this, for the sake of the English channel, um, what was the night before like for you? What was, what did you do? What are some of the routines or, 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 did you not do anything? Just hang out with your family and just kind of relax. Like what did the night before and what was the morning um, of like? So since this swim was in an entirely different country, my family and I went to England in a month before. So I'd been in England for a really long time. We were in London for the first half of it. And then we moved to Folkestone, um, which is a, which is where the swim starts. Um, and it's actually just me, my mom. So we, I, being in a different country for so long, it kind of put me not on edge, but it did make me miss my home a lot. So before the swim and like leading up to swim, I was, there's a lot of anticipation because I really wanted the swim to happen so I could go back home. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of in the mindset of like, let's go so we can get the swim done with so I can fly back home, move to college. Um, and so we were in an Airbnb and um, really just hanging out, not doing much because the swim, um, how it works is you have a window of time. You have, for me, it was September 14th to 18th that I could, the swim could happen during any of those days. And your boat pilot will pick the best day based on the weather. So at first, my boat, my boat pilot, um, Stuart, he said that we should do it on September 14th. But then he checked the weather. They were high winds. So he said, now we'll do September 15th. So you never really know when the swim's going to happen until very like until you get into the water because it can be called off at any time mm. um so i it's hard to have that because you don't know exactly like i was thinking on september 13th okay my son's gonna happen the next day and then i get a call and Stuart saying no it's not gonna happen today and then i'm i'm pretty sure it's gonna happen on september 15th but then i don't know maybe when i get to the boat 
Stuart looks at the weather again, it doesn't look good. And then I have to go back home and wait another day. So there's a lot of anticipation. Um, I did come to England in 2018 to do a relay swim. And the swim didn't happen, even though I was here for two weeks, because the weather was so bad. Um, And because I had that experience, I was really nervous about my swim just not happening entirely. Um, So there was just a lot of those thoughts going through my head. And because of that, I tried to like relax, just walk around. Uh, I took a lot of walks around the area um, that I was staying in and it just kept it really chill. Um, And then when I did hear that my swim was most likely going to happen, I made all my feeds. So all the things that I drink the water, I pre-make them. I packed my bag, I kept those aside, and then I went and slept. And I slept from like 6 p.m. to like 3 a.m. before my swim and then got up at 3 a.m. to drive to the boat harbor and load up on the boat. Wow. And so when you're driving to the, the harbor at 3 in the morning, <laughs> still waking up, what's going through your mind? What are you feeling? It's It's hard to describe because I don't exactly know what I'm feeling. Like I don't, I never really know how to feel like, cause there's so many different, I've seen other simmers and some people are really excited. Other people are really um, stressed out. And so for me, it's more that I'm very focused. Um, I'm a really talkative person and I'm always like cracking jokes, but when I'm in the water right before my swim, my mom tells me like, you become so serious. Like you don't talk. Um, even during my swim, I rarely speak. I just get my my drink. I throw it back up and I swim. And the reason is that because I don't want to allow my I want to focus on what I have to get done, and I don't want to allow myself to get distracted. Um, so in the car, I'm just thinking about my swim. I'm just thinking, okay. So I like to split up the swim a lot. I'm constantly just calculating, like, okay, it's 20 miles. I can split it up into 10 hours and um five hours or it could be and i just keep calculating maybe it could be 15 hours swim, maybe it could be 18 hours swim. um kind of just thinking of different things like that and preparing myself for like okay it's even possible that some could be 19 hours will i be ready for that oh but this one could be 11 hours It'd be really nice so just running through every scenario mm. in my head kind of obsessively um but it it does help me prepare for the swim itself right keeps you focused yes you're not thinking about, you know, other stuff. And it's funny, as you were talking, I, I'm the same way. Anytime I, even when I was playing football back in the day, even when I was in a band, anytime that I was uh, speaking or when I do speak in front of groups of people, I need to be alone. I can't have distractions. I'm not that dude that's going to, you know, high five and be funny. And there's people that need that. They need to be loose. And that's great. I'm loose in a different way, but I need to be like, I need to be like, like your mom was saying, like, man, you're really serious. I'm, I have to get really serious. I, and then I just trust my training and trust my preparation. And then that's when the joy comes out. So right when you jump in the the water, so you, you know, you, you, you went to bed from six, 6 PM, woke up at three, you're getting, you're thinking all these scenarios in your mind on the way there. And so right when it's time, it's go time and you're jumping, it's ready to jump in the water. Mm-hmm. What's, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Or are you not? You just like, here we go. So for this, this swim, you have to get off the boat, swim to shore. 
Um, and then you stand on the shore, everyone makes sure that you're not touching water and then mm. you can go into the water. So when I'm getting into the water, it's pitch black and I have to somehow navigate to the land and I can't see anything. Um, so I was really stressed out in the start because I, I couldn't see anything else. My goggles were tinted. So I had to take off my goggles and swim my head up. Um, and then when I get, when I got onto the land, onto the beach, I'm, I'm waiting there to make sure I get the thumbs up to keep swimming or to start the swim. I think I was just thinking about the fact that, so I, when I'm swimming, I like to think about how much I've come. So like maybe an hour in, I'm like, wow, I've swam for an hour. I could have just, I could have been at the start, but now I'm an hour in mm. or maybe 10 hours down the line. I'm like, wow, it's been 10 hours, 10 hours ago. I was at the beach. So at, when I'm at the beach starting the swim, I try to remember this moment and like, remember like, this is how this is me at the start. So then 10 hours down the line, I can remember, oh, that was Angel 10 hours ago, but now I'm, I'm here, I'm 10 hours in the swim. Um, so there's a lot of me just, I don't know the exact words of how to explain it, but it's me saying like, this is where I am now. And then being able to think back to myself those hours ago. Yeah, to me, it's, it's this incredible awareness that you have also, mindfulness you're being very mindful of you know the hour that you're in and then where you're at later down the road and you're you're really you're purposeful in the whole process the whole experience and all of that is about being present and man i've said this i can't even count how many times i've said this on the show and also just in my coaching and in my talks but if you want to be great if you want to be if you want to achieve excellence it only happens in the present moment. It doesn't happen in the future. It doesn't happen in the past. And so 18 years in your life, let's just say that you've done a lot of, you've achieved a lot of greatness, a lot of excellence. It's because that you have actually allowed yourself to be so present and, and to build that awareness and to also build the intelligence. You're gaining intelligence by your body in different environments. And so, you know, just me being a part of your journey the last couple of years, I've seen that. I mean, as a mental coach, it, my frequency. It's, I'm like a little puppy's tail when they get all excited. I'm like, wow, this is, this is amazing. So it's, to me, it's, a, you've built so much awareness and this presence, this feel like this present mindfulness to me. I definitely think that swimming for me is my meditation. It's my mindfulness. Um, I feel very aware of my body and how I'm feeling while I swim. And a lot of people ask me like, Angel, what do you think about for all those hours when you're swimming? And a lot of times it's hard to answer because I'm not really thinking of anything. I'm in this zone where I'm just very aware, but at the same time, not thinking of much. Um, and I feel like in what I've understood about meditation, I feel like I'm, I'm meditating while I swim. And you said a beautiful word that um, I think besides winning world championships, um, triple crowns is, is being in zone, being in flow. It's just, to me, it's one of the, besides winning those, those accolades, being in that experience is by far the best thing as an athlete. And I can only imagine how many times you've uh, allowed yourself to get into flow and to get into zone to complete these, these feats. But have you ever, have you ever been in a, in a swim where it wasn't so zony or so flowy if you will 
I think when I was younger, a lot of my swims were like that. Mm. I they the first time I did was a 12 mile swim in Santa Cruz. And the whole time I felt miserable. I was like, when is this going to be over? Um, I was asking to get out. Um, but my, I'm really grateful that my crew, my crew knew like she's totally fine. She can stay in the water and this is just her complaining. And they ha- had me keep going. Um, and it took me, I think a couple of months for me to get really into that group and know that I can just switch it on. Um, Cause when, yeah, when I was younger, I definitely feel like I just didn't ex- know what to expect or know how these swims would feel for myself that I would get really tired or anxious and not remember why I was doing the swim. Got it. And, you know, and not to be all over the place with these questions, but coming back to the English channel, when you're, um, when you were going through that experience, was there ever a, a moment through the 14 and a half hours that you were in the water where you, like, was there a tough moment? Was there a moment where you were like, um, maybe caught off guard with, with the conditions or was it, even though you had to deal with some conditions, but was it smooth sailing? Like, or yeah, share with me a little bit about that. So this English channel swim was probably one of the most smooth swims I've done. Mm-hmm. I think it really demonstrated for myself how far I've come mentally and physically. I, the swim by the swim went by very quickly for me. It was, I got to hour seven and I was expecting to swim 10 more hours and I was okay with that. And I was, I was totally comfortable with the whole, during the whole swim, I was totally comfortable, which is very weird for me to admit now because I know a couple years ago that would just not be the case. Um, yeah, a couple years ago, if I, if I was in the water and I had 10 more hours to go, I would be very unhappy. But in this case, I felt very confident and very strong the whole time through. There was a time though, when I thought I had maybe eight more miles to go and my crew told me I had three more miles to go and I was over the moon and gave me a boost of morale. And I just started swimming so much faster that three miles did did turn out to be more miles because of the current pushing me, but it did give me the the boost that I needed to finish the swim. Um, But yeah, it's very crazy to me because people ask me, Angel, like how um, people have been asking me, how long did it feel when you swam or did it feel like forever? But really it went by, relatively quickly and I felt very good the whole time swimming and when you were finished like you know I know it's a completely different swim uh you know I get in the Olympics you know you see Michael Phelps and Ryan Murphy and you know Susie Ledecky all these like they finish strong like you know and then they get you know it's a totally different race I get it a different swim but I mean when you're when you finish a swim like that like this one did you feel strong or were you like dead tired did you come out of water like triumphant or were you just totally exhausted? Like what, what was that like? Every time I finish a swim, I never believe I'm at the end. I, I always either, if someone's around me, I'll be like, are you sure that's the end? Does, is that where I have to finish? And 
it, and I always get like a very funny response where they're like, yeah, like obviously that's the beach. Like that's where you're going to finish. So I always am super surprised when I can feel when I'm swimming and I like my hands touch the ground. Um, uh, it's such a weird feeling, but that's the feeling that I live for. Like while I'm swimming, if I need motivation, I just think of like, just remember like your hands will be touching the ground soon. And that's cool for this swim. It was very pretty, the end, and I was watching the sun set as I was finishing it. I was actually trying to beat the sun because it was going down, and I wanted to uh, touch the land before the sun had completely gone down. So I felt kind of in peace. It was very blissful, the end, and I the it was actually a long amount of water that was very shallow but I couldn't swim in it so I had to like awkwardly like crawl slash walk mm. and then when I got to the end it's very hard for me to stand up because I've just been vert I've been horizontal the whole time so being vertical for my body was definitely very weird like stumbling out of the water but I felt like I could have probably been swimming for longer especially mm. because in my mind I thought I would be swimming for at least three more hours than I actually did so I felt pretty strong, but at the same time, I was exhausted and it was, it was very nice to have been done. Wow. Wow. I can, I can, you, you painted a picture for me to kind of follow you. Like what, what would that look like uh, coming out of the water? And, and I know that none of this would happen for the most part uh, without your parents, your parents are your biggest supporters. Um, you come from an incredible tight knit family. Uh, what's it like for them, for them? Uh, I'm guessing they're in the boat, right? So my, this is my first time my mom was on the boat for my swims. I usually don't have any family members on my swims okay. or on the boat for the swims. And my mom gets very anxious when I'm swimming and she's running around. I've heard so many funny stories. <laughs> One time I was doing the swim in San Francisco. And so my mom and dad were waiting on the streets of San Francisco, just walking around. My dad, on the other hand, pretty confident in me and doesn't does not worry at all so the funny story was one time um they went and got dinner or they got lunch while they were waiting for my swim to happen and my mom was just like checking the tracker because there's a tracker to see where I'm swimming and my dad was ordering the spiciest thing he can eat and what happened was he started getting sick from how spicy the food was and my mom was like oh my gosh now I have to deal with my I have to deal with my husband, but I also have to make sure that Angel finishes. So it's very different where my mom gets very anxious and then my dad's very relaxed. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's, I could not have done these things without my parents. They, the amount of times they have woken up at ungodly hours to drive me to practice or um, the times that they've encouraged me and um, given me the resources and the tools to do this swim. It's, I'm beyond thankful to them. Wow. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, and I, and I wanted to bring that up because I know there's tons of pictures of, um, not only you with them and, you know, as a family supporting you, but you can just tell there's so much joy. Um, and there's an incredible connection between you and your parents. So, um, I think it's important throughout this journey to highlight them as well. Um, a couple more questions before we close out. And this is where we get kind of deep on the, on this whole journey, but I can only imagine 
as you're getting older and you complete these, these crowns, uh, you learn something about yourself. And when you think about what you just completed last week, what do you think you learned about yourself? So I'm now in college. And as I said before, I'm someone who likes to do everything. So I definitely put a lot of things on my plate. And right now I'm juggling classes. I'm juggling five different pretty time intensive extracurriculars. Um, I also want to see if I can have a social life. I also want to continue something. I have so many things on my plate. And coming into school, I was very nervous that I wouldn't be able to do it all. But through this swim, just knowing that when I put my mind to it and when I have the mindset to do the swim, I can finish it. I decided that if I put a similar mindset to school and to um, my extracurriculars over here, that I can, I will be able to do everything that I want to do. So I think this swim really solidified for me my ability to go out and just finish it and go out and do what I need to do to get the result I want. Mm. You know what I love about your whole story and it is about who you are is you have this, um, even though that you, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in your life and there's a lot of cool things you want to do. Um, but you have this possibility mindset, like even though you might question it, like, can I do all this stuff? Um, but you always find a way. And, and a lot of times when people find a way it's because they come from possibility. And it seems like, um, and again, I don't want to speak for you, but when you do a lot of the daunting things that you do, and I know it's fun for you, but I know it's tough as well. Uh, some people, they get caught up into like, I have to do this. Like I, I said, I'm going to do it. So I have to do it. Or I have to go to school. And at the end of the day, we don't have to do shit. We don't have to do, I mean, but we get to, and it seems like you get, you have this, I get to possibility, possibility mindset, even though when there's a lot of stuff that you want to do, a lot of things to manage, you have this, you just have this over this abundance of like possibility. Like, I know it's going to be a lot, but I'm going to do it. There's yeah, there's a lot. There's this time in London. I was kind of having a little panic attack, mental breakdown. Cause I was like, there's so much that I have to do. I, after this, I have to get a master's and I don't know, do I want to continue my education? I have to get a job. There's so many different things that I'm, I, there's that I feel like are coming at me at full force. And then I started to also think about the fact that I'm so lucky to ha have these as my problems. I'm very lucky to be <laughs> awesome. worried about having to get a master's. Like I am, and as part of my Sims, I, I fundraise for helping children escape the cycle of poverty and help children get education. So when it, when I put it in perspective, I realize how lucky I am in general. And I, I agree with the, I get to do this. I get to go to UCLA. I get to sign up for all these extra figures. Um, and as you said, at the end of the day, like we are all going to die. So there is, there is, it makes me feel like there's no meaning in everything, but that's why you can put meaning into what you want. Mm. And um, I like to put meaning into sustainability. I like to put meaning into music. I like to put meaning into my swims. So that's what I'm going to put meaning into. And everything else that I find irrelevant, I'm not going to waste my energy on that. Wow. Folks, she's 18 years old. I mean, that is, 
that, that is beautiful. Um, your perspective and your awareness. Uh, again, I'm like a little dog with his tail. Like right now, I'm like that. My frequency is that because just to hear that is just it's it's awesome. It's huge. Um, and for you to kind of to you get it, like you get it, and and I can't wait to see more of it from you. Um, you know, with that being said because you're so ambitious and you're doing all these extracurriculars and doing all these things that you want to do in your life. Is there a book in you? Is there a documentary in you? Is there like, what's next with you? Because like your story is amazing. Well, my dad hasn't telling me I should consider writing a book. I do think of myself as pretty creative and I really like working with um, like creative director things. So like uh, managing like photo shoots and things like that. So I do think that my swimming and my life in general does come out in different ways. And so maybe I could be, maybe I could be planning something, making something Mm -hmm. Um, down the line. I could definitely see myself doing that. Awesome. And what's next? What's the next, uh, what's the next swim? What's the next big thing you're going to do? I think the next big thing I'm going to do is try to pass my classes in college, (laughs) but I am taking the time to figure out my next goal because the English channel has been my goal for the past five years. Mm -hmm. And now that that's over, I'm a kind of a, a new book. I need to see what I can fill the pages with. Man, that's uh, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and your energy and your passion, your joy my day is set. I'm, I'm, feel, I'm, I'm pretty solid right now. Um, and thank you. Thank you for being on the show again. Um, and, uh, and I can't wait to see more of you and, and see what you're going to do for, uh, again, I've said this last time we, we talked, you're going to be the next president, uh, not the next, but you're going to be a president down the road. You, you're just, uh, you're incredible. So again, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a good time talking. Awesome.